Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to OOBG Radio, the leading destination for the best sports and betting analysis presented by your hosts, John, Jordan, and Dave. Welcome to another OOBG Radio podcast as we have a slew of topics to go over this week. Uh, We are going to be going over the MLB, some NFL, also Tour de France, and uh, well we might as well start with golf. Tiger Woods is in the news. It's been a while since Tiger has really done anything, but a lot of people are talking about him this week, correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tiger did really well in his last tournament. They actually had the highest TV ratings for any golf tournament in the last two years. And golf goes as Tiger Woods goes. The better he does, the better it is for the sport. If he's not playing well, nobody's really watching golf. He's that big of a character. Well, I think he's probably the only character, right? I mean, you, I, if, if I were to, if you were to tell me, name a few golf, famous golfers, I'm going to say Jack Nicholson. And I'm going to say Tiger Woods. I, hell, if I know anyone else. He's the one guy who's transcended the sport, kind of mm-hmm. the way Michael Jordan did or Wayne Gretzky. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. he's had a huge impact on the PGA, for sure. But I mean, also, also Tiger Woods, you know, not to go on his negative side, but he has had his personal life overshadow a little bit of his, his professional. But he, the whole reason he, he started doing bad was because of his personal life. I mean, he was right. an all-star of the PGA until next thing you know, he's getting caught with all these these women, and his wife divorced him, and and the next thing you know, you just one, you didn't hear from him, and two, he just started not doing anything. I agree. Golf I mean, is such a mental game. Too. It is. It is. Golf. I think golf is one of the hardest sports in the world. Have you ever tried to play? You know how hard it is to be good at golf? It's mm. it's incredibly hard. <laughs> no, I wish I could know. go out there and say I'm good at golf. I'm not. Yeah, well, it, it, you're right, though, because a friend of mine went to the PGA in Georgia this year, and uh, Tiger was there. I mean, he was not one of the, the big guns, and everybody was there because of Tiger. I mean, yeah. just, it doesn't matter uh, how he plays. People just keep yeah. watching him. They so, crowd around him. So yeah. does that mean when uh, this guy retires that then people are just going to stop? Like the ratings for golf are just going to fall or what? When he doesn't play in a tournament, the ratings fall. Really? I mean, the thing is with golfers is that these guys play till they're 60. I yeah. mean, it's not like the average you know, football player who plays till they're 35, 40. These guys are playing for a long, long time. That's true. I mean, how Jack Nicholson was playing till Six, he was 65 or something. Yeah, he, yeah, he looked really old. In fact, yeah. he's still playing, right? He's still playing in the old-timers and still raking in some cash, too. So, yeah, so these we guys have, play a long time. We have the last PG tour, PGA Tour in the Bridgestone International in Memphis, the very last one. This is something that he's won before, mm. and there's high hopes that he can win it again. It's the very last one, and they're expecting TV ratings to be super high for that. So, he's motivated to try to win So this. this is the last one at that particular venue. Right. Got it. And we always have lots of action on, on Tiger winning. Always, we always have people picking him to win no matter what. Uh, tournament he's in so it's the yeah, last one in Akron that's his last tournament yeah. or the last tournament there right okay we have some swimming news we haven't talked about swimming in a long time 
Because um, it's swimming. Ryan Lochte. <laughs> Cause it's, yeah. Because it's swimming, exactly. Yeah, Ryan Lochte continuing to uh, just be an idiot, mm-hmm. in my mind. I what mean, is it with swimmers? <laughs> yeah, Michael Phelps maybe did just, the same thing, right? Maybe they're just bored. I mean, didn't Ryan Lochte, like, he, back in Rio or something like that, he trashed yeah. a gasoline station or... And then said that he got robbed. Yeah, oh, and then, right and then robbed CCTV him. footage came out showing that he was... Um, defacing a patrol station. How and, embarrassing for the U.S. And drunk at like what, yeah. five in the morning yeah, or something. Just completely. I think there was a couple Brazilian girls with all riding yeah, shotgun. So, with so, yeah. so, so what is it that this guy did do now? So this time he posts a video on social media uh, with an IV in his arm. You know, smart, smart. Yeah. Which apparently you're not allowed to take IVs or anything intravenial uh, unless yeah, unless you're hospitalized. But I mean. Uh, there's no banned substance involved. Involved. I mean, he he came out and said that you can find all this stuff at CVS, but still the rules are rules. You cannot have any type of IV in your arm unless you're hospitalized. Well, I mean, and, and with good sense, you know, we mentioned this before earlier today. I mean, if you're someone famous like that and, you know, everyone's watching you, why would you use your own social media to put any type of needle inside you? What type of negative press is that going to do to you? I mean, it doesn't take... I mean, a 12-year-old would... would, would Famous or not, the lesson here is don't take videos of yourself shooting up and put them on social media. Thank you. (laughs) Shooting up anything, yeah. Shooting up anything, right? you got to be careful in general. Look at Brett Favre. I mean, you know, sending... Naked pictures around. I mean, you think that didn't you didn't think twice about that? He's an idiot. Apparently too. not. Yeah, he's an idiot too. Speaking of idiots, this guy's not an idiot, but he certainly uh, probably didn't play the media game quite like he should have. Uh, Kiera Mia is the porn star. Jimmy G is the other guy involved now. Quarterback of the 49ers. Yes, of the 49ers. I really like. Yeah, Jimmy what's up G. with that? I mean, you didn't I mean, think that he was going to get followed well, by he's press? Ne- he's never. Been in the spotlight. This is his, pretty much his first time in the spotlight. He's out from underneath Tom Brady. He's just getting used to this newfound fame, as you could say. And he even came out and said, he's like, I guess I got to get used to this now. I mean, um, I didn't think really anyone was going to be following me. Um, and you know, he, I mean, I wouldn't say he necessarily got caught. There's nothing to be ashamed of. He went on a date. But with who he went on a date with seems to be the problem. That, but I don't have a problem with I, this. I don't have a problem with independently that she's a porn star. I mean, yes, love it. Great. But independently, she's awful looking. I mean, this woman looks like she's made out of rubber, man. I mean... Probably is. I mean, teach their own. We all have our own preferences. Yeah, I kind of like the way I, she I guess. I guess, you know. It's just like... She does not look like... She looks like an alien. Did you guys read his tell-all, though, with Bleacher Report? That was pretty right, interesting. Right, yeah. That was, that was in-depth. That was cool. That was cool. He talked about Bilicek and how Bilicek helped him out. A lot, actually. That he had higher offers from the Cleveland Browns, and instead he went ahead and shipped him over to San Francisco. Do you think? Do you think that if Jimmy G went to the Browns, that they still would have drafted Baker Mayfield? No. Why? Because that would have been their quarterback for the future. Baker Mayfield is a really high draft pick there. Uh, they can't afford two quarterbacks that are getting paid that much. And I think you would have to go all in on your guy. They're obviously not all in on Tyrod Taylor, and that's why they drafted Baker Mayfield. I see them trading down, which is something their GMs like to mm-hmm. do in the past, even when he was with the Colts. So but let's let's talk a little bit about this. You know, so so they wanted to trade Tom Brady, and well, Bilicek wanted to trade Tom Brady. Now that he's worth 
a little a little something, right? Well, yeah, he's worth he wanted, a lot. He wanted to get something for Tom Brady while he's still worth something. The guy's 40 years old. Two mm-hmm. years from now, he's not going to be worth half as much as he's worth now. And that's the, the Patriot way. That's the Belichick way. Yeah. They move off of people before they're worth nothing. Like, look which, at Richard I mean, Seymour. Look at, um, that's good business. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's smart. It's smart. But then Tom Brady, in turn, goes above Belichick's head to the owner and says, yo, this is what the coach is trying to do to me. Get rid of Garoppolo now. I don't even want to see him in practice anymore. So, um, you know, Cleveland came up to Belichick said, you know, I'll give you a few first rounds and a second round. And, and Belichick. No way Belichick was going to send him to Cleveland, the team that fired him. Right then. <laughs> how, how long ago was that? This, I mean, how long ago? I mean, it was quite a long no, time yeah, but ago. Belichick's but known to hold grudges. Yeah, he holds yeah, grudges. He's holding a big grudge there. He's, yeah. So I, I mean, but, yeah. uh, he looked out. He looked out for Jimmy in the end. I mean, it might his his main priority might have been to not deal with the Cleveland Browns, but sending him over to the 49ers was one better for Garoppolo's career and two just a smart decision. That and he sent him over to be with Kyle Shanahan, who which is other than Sean McVay, maybe the youngest, brightest offensive mind in the game right now. This is the best situation for Jimmy G. Probably even better than being on the Patriots with no Brady there. So. Speaking of Brady, so what what's what's in store for them for the Patriots now? Then now Brady's going to continue playing for what for a couple of years? Couple I of see. Years. I see the Patriots going down the drain here in the next in the next few years and because yeah, Brady, because right, yeah. Brady's not going to do as well. I think the, the, they've always drafted quarterbacks. Okay, look at Jacoby Brissett. Every year he takes a flyer on a late round quarterback and grooms him up under Tom Brady. Just he got Jimmy G ready a little bit too soon to take to take the reins. They're going to do the same process again. Just I see them drafting a quarterback next year, yeah, and then in three one. or four years, did they draft one this year? No, no, they didn't. Right? No, in three or four years when they're when it's time for him to be done and he's ready to be done, they'll have a replacement. Where would have Brady landed? If they would have traded him, who would have gotten one? He could have landed a couple places. Jacksonville would have been a great spot for him. I mean, any team that's looking to win, Broncos, win today, it it would have been a great place for Brady. Win now, win now organization that needs a quarterback, and there's several of them. Definitely, he would have looked good on the Chiefs before they made Mm -hmm. that deal. You know, that would have brought a lot of press to that particular team. Actually, you know, imagine getting Tom Brady, you know, right at you know at the end of his career. Right before he tanks, right? I'm not so sure that Brady wouldn't have just retired if they traded him. Because mm-hmm. I'm not so sure Brady's not a systems quarterback, system quarterback who works that system really, really well. I don't think he can go into any offensive system out there. Yeah. And He's not do, adaptable. And run it really well and be as good as he is now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never liked Tom Brady to begin with, so... I like him. He's good. He's a, he's a, you know he's America's quarterback. He's great in that system, but I mean he doesn't have a big arm. He's not very accurate. He's not very athletic. I mean, yeah, he, he just makes thing. good decisions. In that last in Sounds that like a winner system. right there. In the last Super Bowl, he couldn't even catch the ball right in his hands. Well, he's not paid to catch the ball. There you go. I mean, he was for that game. Go catch this ball, Tom. Well, another guy who can't follow systems is uh, Johnny Football. Apparently, he really can't. I mean, he can't even make it in the uh, CFL. What's uh, what happening to him? I don't know. I mean, he was in Hamilton, didn't take a snap. They traded him. Uh, I mean, what they got for him was amazing. I mean, Hamilton got two roster players, two first-round picks from Montreal. I mean, it's a CFL, so who knows what kind of players those will be. But, I mean... Now Johnny Football is a third string. They're playing Edmonton in the next couple of days. Uh, the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah, he's a third string. 
Do you think he's a third string because he hasn't learned the system, the playbook yet, or because just he just doesn't have it anymore? He just doesn't have they, it anymore. Well, why would they trade for him if he wasn't worth something? Especially giving up that much. Yeah, they gave yeah. up a couple draft picks. So, yeah, I think Jordan's right. I think yeah, that's that a good point. It comes down to the system. Once he learns the system, I think they'll incorporate him into their main. Play. I think the Browns thought the same thing, but he just never learned the playbook. Right. No. Yeah, he was too busy <laughs> no. learning other things. Yeah, I true. think I think Johnny Manziel just just is having a bad time. I feel bad for him. I think that this is a guy that has a lot of talent. I just don't think that either him or the coaches or the teams, they know where to apply that talent. And nothing's working for him. So um, I, I, I see this as, a, as an exit for this guy. I think uh, he's, he's slowly fading away. And he's only 25. I mean, this guy's got time to turn it around. Uh, Will he, though? Yeah. We'll, he's got to be a superstar in the CFL if he ever wants to make yeah, it back to the yeah, NFL. Big time. And I think maybe they, they might be waiting. In two weeks, uh, the Alouettes are going to be playing Hamilton, who, of course, is a team. So, they're you know, word has it maybe they're waiting for that, and they're going to you know let him debut against the team that traded him. So I'll keep an eye on that one. Now, Odell Beckham is in the news. Actually, we have a couple of Giants that are in the news this week. Right. Um, I guess we can start with, I don't know, who do you want to start with? Start with the, Odell. Odell. Okay, now he was apparently having crazy drug parties at his house and all kinds of women running around and he according, beat up some according, guy. Yeah, yeah according, according to, to TMZ. TMZ. Is that really <laughs> in the news? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically the story is what? TMZ's reporting that... That uh, he had a big party. Well, apparently he has several parties. Uh, one of the guys that goes to, uh, I don't know who it was exactly, one of his, you know, I guess his friends from high school or something, went to the party, he saw all kinds of women around, and uh, Odell was offering this girl $1,000 for, you know, to stay the night with him. Uh, everyone was doing drugs, and then when this guy said something to Odell, uh, couple of his friends beat him up and kicked him out the door. I mean, so now I, he's suing him. I feel like you're Odell Beckham Jr. Why are you having to offer any type of money to sleep with any any girl? Right? There's that. There's also, we had that picture come out not too long ago uh, with him on a boat and there's a bunch of cocaine in front of him. So there's drugs around him. He's never failed a drug test though. So I wonder mm-hmm. if he's just hanging out with a bad crowd. Well, I mean, cocaine is in and out of your system well, in I mean, like co- three days. Cocaine and prostitutes yeah, go hand in hand, right? Especially in, in, in Hollywood and, and, and in sports, you know. And so if you're saying that, why would he pay? Well, I mean, he probably has that type of, like like Jordan says, he probably has that type of people around him. He probably has prostitutes. A thousand Girls. bucks is nothing to a guy like right. that. It doesn't matter. Right. So, All right. so we'll, uh, we'll see. I mean, that, that's a lawsuit that, you know, somebody's suing him. We'll see if that ever, uh, you know, goes any farther. Uh, Saquon Barkley signed a new contract. Uh, Jordan, you were... Looking at this. Yeah, it's a really big contract, and it makes him the second highest paid running back right now. Uh, Well, second highest paid running back when he signed it. He's actually third now because since then, Gurley signed the highest running back contract, Todd Gurley of the Rams. Mm -hmm. Um, The question is, why would you draft a running back that high? That has no experience in the NFL. He's the second highest second high paid running back at the time, and he's never played a snap in the NFL. No. And it's just because of how high they drafted him. Are you Up sure? And, Are you sure that's the sole reason they're paying him so much? I feel like they see something in him. I think he's, they're better. I think he's going to be better than what a lot of people think. They're paying him that much because they have to because of where he was drafted. 
Really? So what does this do for the Bell contracts, too? Basically, mm, yeah. Gurley's contract resets the market altogether, and Le'Veon Bell has been trying to get a new contract. He'll probably even ask for more now because he wants to be the highest-paid running back. So they, they gave uh, Shaquan Barkley $31.5 million contract over four years. Mm-hmm. With $15 million immediately. Paid out immediately. Yeah. Signing bonus or guaranteed. Yeah. Nice, nice. And considering yeah. this guy's uh, number two pick, right, from Penn State? Penn mm-hmm. State, number two. I, I think mean, he's going to be fantastic. I mean, he's he's already, really, really good. He's already got endorsements from Nike, Pepsi, and Panini America. What's Panini America? I have no clue. Oh, that's just, it, those are the sticker albums. Yeah. The, uh, oh, that's that we, right. You get for World Cup. Sure. Yeah, sure. The, yeah. So they're, uh, yeah, they're big in, in uh, sports. Yeah, so I mean, what, he's playing, what he wants to do is he wants to take the Marshawn Lynch approach live off his um, endorsements and keep his contract money uh, to invest and, you know, just kind of sit on it. That's smart. By all accounts, he's a real character guy. He's a workout warrior. He's in the gym more than anybody else. He's an example for the team. If you really want to build your team around somebody, uh, he's the type of person to do it. Yeah, just hope he doesn't get injured. I do too. He, he was never injured in Penn State, though. That's saying something. Um, his physical conditioning is there. I think he'll do real well, uh, and I think the Giants are in win now mode. The Eli Manning's getting old. So does does this set a precedence for future uh, drafts? I mean, future running backs. The fact that they're paying this guy so much money. Well, know? what set the precedent was Ezekiel Elliott went number four overall, followed by Leonard Fournette going. What was it? Number eight. Seven or eight. Seven or eight overall to Jacksonville. And now we've got Saquon Barkley going number two. And before that, it had been a decade since any running back went in the first round. All right. Now we uh, we will be checking into the Big 12. Just uh, So we're, we're going to you know sort of shy away for a few stories, uh, um, college football and, and NFL. But we're going to get into the Big 12 and go over that in a second. But first, a couple of stories. Uh, Tour de France. Uh, apparently there was a problem. The farmers were getting a little upset. I don't know, this happens every year. You'd think, oh, this is strange. All of a sudden they got upset and they put hay bales in the middle of the road, in the middle of the, you know, the, the road that the Tour de France riders go on. The police came to break it up. You know, let's get off these hay bales off the road, sprayed pepper spray because the guys weren't moving. The wind came up and blew right in the riders' eyes. I mean, so, I mean, this isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened. There's, I mean, there's been a lot of drama going on with the Tour de France. I mean, a lot of different stuff. Um, you know, Brian, you were telling me about the rider? Yeah, I don't know exactly his name, but there was a rider who, um, you know, lost control of his bike, was trying to take a turn, couldn't quite make it, and fell over uh, a small bridge and busted his kneecap. Like, completely broke it, and then continued to ride 60 kilometers to, to finish. Um, they have pictures of his knee afterwards, and it, it looked like a balloon. It, wow. I mean, I can't wow. imagine how the pain involved with riding 30, uh, I mean, 60 kilometers are roughly about 30 miles. Um, I can't imagine the pain involved with that. That's incredible. Yeah. And he probably did damage so that he'll never be able to ride again. I don't know if that was the right decision on his part. Now, right. some sad news. Tony Sperano passed away this past week. Huh? Tony Soprano? Tony Soprano. Sperano. Sperano. <laughs> yeah, you weren't the first person that thought that. I was thinking, man, that, that happened like four years ago. I know, it? for real. Uh, yeah, so Tony Sperano. He's age 56, a uh, longtime coach, had been on nine different teams, currently coaching the O-line for the Vikings. Probably his biggest coaching job was he was the Dolphins head coach there for a couple of years. Right, I remember being wearing well sunglasses the first all the time. year, right? With the Dolphins? Uh, 
<laughs> Not really. He did better the first than he did the second. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But, okay. Now Jordan thinks he ruined the. the yeah, the Jordan's not a big fan of uh, Tony over there. No. I'm not but, a big oh, fan of any head coach who uh, comes in and ruins our O line, and wow. is supposed to be an O line guru. But let's not speak <laughs> ill of the dead. Right. Of yeah, rest in peace. Our condolences go out to his family. All right. By all accounts, he was a good guy. Yep. And uh, we have some baseball news. Albert Pujols uh, hammered out his 631st home run last night, uh, passing Ken Griffey Jr., which means he's in sixth place. Uh, Willie Mays is in fifth, so he, but he's still got 29 homers to go before he gets there. But uh, Albert's uh, he's been good. Yeah, he is consistent. How old, how old is Albert? That's a good question. He's I'm like, sure he's, I think he's like 30, early 30s. Yeah, like 31, oh, so 32. He's got a few years to catch up to the number one spot. Yeah, he does. He has a, his, his, he's done He's done very well in his past. In past seasons, I mean, this guy has been been one of the best out there, and I, I think that he will surpass his, you know, his his record. So he still has a few years in him. I'm glad for him, and that's that's awesome. Yep. Uh, NBA. We have a few stories. We have. Uh, uh, Vince Carter, we have Mello, we have Dirk. Uh, where do we want to start with these let's, NBA Let's start guys? with Dirk. I mean, uh, that's a big deal for me. Seven-foot German guy, 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. 21 I mean, seasons with the same team is the first player in history of the NBA to do that. Yeah. And and that's, I love, that's some loyalty right there. I love yeah. the fact that he declined the player option. Uh, so that they would have more money to go out DeAndre and pick, Jordan, right? pick up DeAndre Jordan and some other pieces, and That's then he signed cool. right back with the team. There was no question that he wasn't going to sign back. He's just a team player all around, and right. he's real important. There well, yeah, already, he already has a lot of money. I mean, he he, he knows what he knows what how to, how, how the system's being played, and it's not like he's getting. I'm sure, he wants like to win. Uh, he's five getting million. five million, yeah, yeah. five million for a year. I think they're going to get him, bring him back next year too. The next year, I I don't know. I well, think as long think as he all, wants to yeah. come back, they'll I bring him back. I think it all depends on if he wants to retire or not. And Vince Carter, I never thought. I thought he was done five years ago. He signed with uh, the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks, yeah. So yeah. he's he's, he's forty one. Yeah, he's even older. So I guess. What can you bring to a team at this point, though? Uh, um, experience, experience, leadership, maybe. Right. I agree. I mean, you got a young Trey Young on there that just got drafted by them. Maybe they're looking for him to be kind of his uh, mentor. Could be right. You know, I mean, I mean, Trey Young. I don't know if you guys heard this, but um, Vince Carter was drafted into the NBA three months before Trey Young was even born. That's crazy. Wow, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's like. So, and now they're playing together. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, the experience Vince Carter has alone is enough to attract him to any team. I think. I mean, he's been to playoffs. He's been a great player throughout his career. Um, I think he brings a lot to the table with young players like that. Well, that's the same as like Yager and uh, exactly forty five years old. I think half the guy, half, fact, half, half the, the teams team. that that picked him up weren't necessarily picking him up for his skills or his playing level, but to be a leader and to mentor yeah. young players into being you know better players. Yarmir Yager was the other best player when Mario Lemieux was playing, and now look at yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah, the guys he got drafted with, I mean, they, they, they retired 15 years ago. Oh, okay. anyway, Jerome McGinley actually just yeah, retired did. yesterday. I saw that's that. true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a great player. He was yeah. 40 as well, I believe. But, yeah, he uh, when finished he was with as Calgary, a flame. He, he jumped around a little bit at the end looking yeah. for a title. But other than that, yeah, great career. Yeah, very good career. All right, and what about Melo, though? He's supposed to sign with the Rockets. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you guys like this signing or not? I do. 
I do I too. Think, yeah, I think that. Uh, well, we know Hard James Harden really likes it. He's pre- completely optimistic about it. He thinks that uh, Melo will bring a lot to the table. I mean, Melo's coming off of a, a career low season at OKC. He had 16.2 points per game last season and a 40.4 percent uh, shooting percentage from the from the field. So. Uh, he's not coming off of his best season, obviously, so I think he's looking to make uh, a real push on this season. Hopefully, I mean, for Houston Rockets' sake, because I don't want to see Golden State win another title. No, but is this an upgrade over what they had before in, like, Trevor Arisa? Um, I don't know about an upgrade. Because Arisa played better defense, could probably play more more minutes, and was a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I'm ne- I've never been a huge Mellow fan. I think he's... Yeah, a little uh, arrogant or uh, big-headed. Um, but you can't hold that against him. But the way he plays... I think he'll do well. I like the way he plays. I do think, you? Yeah. I think that was a smart move. I, I too, I, I agree. I, I don't well, like... It hasn't been confirmed yet, right? It's still kind of up in the air? A lot of sources mm, yeah. say that it it's a like done it's deal, happen. but it, it hasn't been fully confirmed. Right. I want to hit on this real quickly, too. Uh, the, the DeMar uh, DeRozan, Cowie, Leonard trade. And we did talk about it last week, but... DeMar DeRozan is still going on and on and on about how he got screwed over by the Raptors. He did an interview with ESPN saying how they didn't treat him right and they lied to him. And on the other hand, Cowie is in Toronto. There's pictures of him smiling as much as Cowie smiles, I guess. (laughs) But he seems okay with it. And DeMar DeRozan seems like... I thought it would be the other way. but Different deals, different things. I thought it would be the other way. I think Kelly has to be excited about the team that he's joining, all those three-point shooters. He's got a good offensive-minded coach. This is a good situation for him, Mm -hmm. especially in a contract year where he can really go out and go out and prove what he can do. And LeBron's not to... Not in the East anymore. It the East needs a king, and that can be Kawhi. Yeah, look who's going to be going up against LeBron again, Demar Derozan, right? Right. right. <laughs> just, Can't be happy about that. Yeah, just when he thought it was done. Uh, okay, we're going to get to the Big Twelve in a sec, but first, uh, Brian, you had a little news about some gambling ring. Uh, happening oh yeah, the they, University of Florida frying pan for a weapon or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the most entertaining part of the story, but uh, eight eight Florida University of Florida football players. Uh, got caught up in kind of an altercation. I don't know exactly the extent of it, but I was reading it a little bit. Uh, there's this uh, avid gambler, gambling advocate called. He names himself Tay Bang. Uh, I don't really Tay get, Bang. Yeah, I don't Tay really Bang. get the name, but he put a lot of money on the Gators last year, and the Gators went four and seven. Um, they just didn't do anything last season, and so he he you know verbally. St- uh, expressed his frustrations with the team, and eight players were just like, "You know, let's go, let's go mess with this guy a little bit." They brought a couple airsoft guns and a frying pan um, <laughs> to this guy and started harassing him. Now, no files were ever charged, but the school is going to take action. We don't know exactly what's what the extent of that action will be, but this is just another crazy story story out of Florida. All the crazy stories are coming out of Florida. Yeah, it is daily. I, mean, I think they have a little thing where the you know today's. Uh, Florida story. Yeah. The Today's water, Florida yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, something's always happening there. Okay, let's get to it. We've been waiting for this, the Big 12. Uh, it's time to go over what's going on there. And as a Canadian, you know, when I first started getting into college football, I was a little confused because the Big 10 has 14 teams. The Big 12 has 10 teams. I mean, uh, <laughs> but whatever. Okay, we'll we'll get into the Big 12 with the 10 teams. Uh, how do you want to get, get into this? You want to say who, you know, who, who, who may be the... Uh, 
I think it's, you know, who's going to top it, who's going to be the... Uh, I think it's no question that Oklahoma takes this conference. I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like that's probably the rest. Of, they thinking. have to be the clear favorite. Uh, I like Ky- Kyler Murray taking over for Baker Mayfield. That's just, you know, quickly, uh, Baker May- Mayfield leaves. This guy's a superstar, and they still are ranked as the number one team in that conference. Right, so, they have a five-star recruit backup quarterback, yeah, that's, that's though, in Kyler Murray. He's he's supposed to be really, really good, and he's been waiting his turn. That's amazing that a team can do that. He went from a starting position at Texas A&M, right, to join Oklahoma and wait a couple years to play. Is that right? Close. <laughs> so close. So, so close. No he, cigar. Okay, he, so never, yeah, right. he never started at A&M. Well, yeah, but he, he committed. He, he committed he to would've... A&M and then he decommitted and went right, to Right, but Oklahoma. he would have gotten the starting position maybe not the first year, but the year two. Oh, I think the first year. The first quarterback year. situation in A&M Right, so, mess. I mean, yeah, if he, can, he, he can left that off the, he took that off the table to, to transfer to Oklahoma or take the Oklahoma and wait for two years to play. Right. At the end of the day, though, he's... He's already uh, signed to play with the Oakland Athletics to yeah, play baseball. baseball. That's I mean, so awesome. That is that is fantastic. I love that. But at a certain point, it's like, why is he even playing football? Yeah, because he enjoys it probably. I mean, he likes both, you know? I mean, Well, he's been waiting so long. This is his yeah, chance. And behind that, though. he's sitting behind that O-line. Their wide receivers are really, really good. Marquise Brown especially is going to have a, a fantastic year. And he gets to step in, take over that offense, and they have a legitimate title shot to um Yeah, yeah, they're gonna make another playoff push this year. Right. I mean for they, sure. They could be the team that has the honor of losing to Alabama in the finals this year. <laughs> we'll see. I mean I think I think the the committee needs to look into the Alabama schedule more. What do you guys think about West Virginia? I mean they're they're number two, right? Well, they have Will Greer. Yeah, that Heisman candidate. Yeah, so I think West Virginia, I don't think overall that they will maybe fourth overall or something, Uh, but uh, their quarterback, you never know. Let's see how he comes back. Uh, He he was injured at the end of last season. Broken finger, right? On his throwing hand, right? Um, I think he's going to do really well. Could go for the Heisman. I also think he's a person to look at to be possibly the number one pick in the draft next year. So it's going to be fun to watch. Right. Wow. And uh, Texas Longhorns. These guys, uh, in fact, you know, some people are saying they're going to even take out Oklahoma this year. Some people say they'll come in fourth or fifth in the uh, conference. They'll come in fourth and fifth. I think, yeah. I think Texas is always kind of a, a long shot wild card. They're a wild card. That defense is so good. It, mm-hmm. it was really good last year. It was a top five defense uh, last year, and they're probably going to be even better this year. Okay, um, now, do, do you guys have any dark horse in this conference? A, a team that, you know, like Iowa or uh, Bay, uh, Baylor or somebody that you think that might do a little better than they're supposed to do? Um, um, I think either Oklahoma State or Kansas State might uh, might surprise some people, but at the end of the day, I don't think anyone is really a major competition for Oklahoma. I think no. TCU is going to surprise more people. The Horn Frogs. I think they can... Um, they can get it done. They've, their front seven is the best in, um, maybe the best in college football. And so you get a young quarterback coming in there for Oklahoma. If they can get to him and rattle him, you never know what can happen. So. All right. Okay, so the uh, so what's the consensus of, say, the top three? 
Uh, we all say Oklahoma is going to be number one. West Virginia, uh, and then I think TCU. I agree. I think uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia, TCU. It's going along those lines. Then Texas. Uh, after that, it's kind of if anybody's Texas. Game. Texas might sneak up and, and beat TCU in that, for that third spot. I think that's a, throw, a toss up right there between Texas and TCU. I think you you mentioned earlier Dark Horse. I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm thinking almost Oklahoma State. Yeah. You know, they might sneak up and they they might surprise everybody. Yeah, I think so. Or Baylor. Baylor has a, a decent team, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Well. I think Baylor's, Baylor's going to have trouble this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with Jordan. Yeah, yeah, you got them ranked last, don't you? I have them ranked last on my list. Okay, um, I think they're going to Texas do a Tech better, right yeah. above them. You're a Texas A&M fan, though, right? Right. No one's perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> probably the consensus is that Kansas will probably come in last, right? Or don't they? Or no, you? I guess you. Just I had them as uh, sixth. Oh wow. Okay. So. Oh wait, we're, no, I did have Kansas as last. Kansas State is sixth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, you know, overall, it does look like it's going to be a fairly decent uh, season. Although, you know, Oklahoma. There's actually a guy on uh, YouTube that plays every single game on the uh, EA Sports thing yeah. from beginning till end. He plays every game. And each video is like over an hour. People watch this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I wow. actually watched it. I, well, I skimmed through a bit. but uh, did, did, everybody see, did everybody see the thing about uh, Tom Herman coming out and saying that A&M should be playing Texas every single year? I didn't see that. I I, I saw a little bit about it, but I don't know too much. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, he came out. uh, Texas and Texas A&M were the biggest rivals for the longest time. It's sad. A&M jumped over to the SEC, and they still, their rivalry song is about the University of Texas, and they sing it before every game, but they don't play each other anymore because they're in different conferences. They were saying that they should bring that back in their out-of-conference games, which are normally the really easy games when they play the Sam Houstons and the Lafayettes. And, the, and, and you know, it's the gimme games. And instead of getting a gimme game, A&M is trying to schedule their former rivals, Texas, TCU, and Texas Tech, as their out-of-conference games, which would give them easily... I would like to see Alabama do something like that, The man. strongest strength of schedule in the country. Have you yeah. gone over the Big 12 schedule, who you, who you think has the toughest or easiest schedule in the in the uh, Big 12 at all? Have you gone over that? Or is that something that takes a little more in-depth research? I haven't gone over it too much. Really, they all play each other. So yeah, but then they have those, like you say, gimme games in there too. But I guess they're most all of the gimme right. games are just real. Gimmies if you want to be, point. if you want to be ranked within the top ten, the, those aren't all out of conference games. Aren't all gimme games? I mean, you have to, you have You'd to think surprised. about. You, you have, I mean, for Alabama, you're right. It's not like that. But you have to think. Strength of schedule does come into a big factor in being named in the top five and the top ten. Um, that's why I'm so upset with Alabama. I mean, their schedule just is soft. Yeah, but they're Alabama, and just because of that name I recognition, hate that, I hate they that. don't have to play anybody. All right. We're going to be going over the Big Ten next week, correct? Yep. Okay, so we've done the SEC. We've done the Big 12. We're going to do the Big Ten next week. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's how it looks. We'll have lots of great stories again for you next week, so make sure you do join us for OOBG Radio and our podcast we bring to you weekly. You've been listening to OOBG Radio, the leading destination for the best sports and betting analysis podcast. Check in each week for more on sports news and forecasting. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite social media website and on OOBG.com.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.